Good morning. It's Tuesday, November 29th. Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday is a great day to give to nonprofits and other groups that are of service in your community. So we've got Black Friday for just straight up consumerism. Shop Small Saturday, which was started by Amex, and it's meant to encourage you to shop at small businesses. Um, Sunday is just for sleeping, I guess. Um, Cyber Monday is for online deals. And then we finish things off with Giving Tuesday, where the pennies that you might possibly have left over from all the spending that you did on Friday, Saturday, and Monday can be put to, well, um, well, people like me. And I'm not using this as a way to get you to give me money. But if there's a nonprofit you like, whether it's We're the People or something else, I can tell you that every single dollar goes very, very far. So get your tax donations in now and donate if you can. By the way, if you can't, check out at We're the People ORG, We're the People Org on Instagram for ways that you can help an organization like We're the People without spending a single dollar. And now the news. Hey, do you have your passport? Okay, great, because we're headed over to China. What a dumb joke that was. And yet, what I think I did was really great. Anyway, here's actually, this is a serious story. In China, President Xi, who just last month was granted powers that gave him the potential to basically be president for life, is getting essentially unprecedented pushback with China's zero COVID strategy, the springboard for larger scale protests in search of democracy. And when I say essentially unprecedented, China hasn't seen protests like this since the 1989 pro-democracy protests led by students in Tiananmen Square. If you're not familiar with these protests, you are likely familiar with the photo of a man known only as the Unknown Rebel or Tank Man as he stands in front of a line of tanks with a hand out to stop them. He was later removed and the tanks moved forward. In all, those protests, which began on April 15th and ended June 4th after the government declared martial law, have an official death toll from the communist government of 500 people. The Chinese Red Cross originally put the number at closer to 2,600, but then took the number back once the government said, hey, we would prefer that you don't do that. That number is probably pretty close to accurate, though, as the Swiss ambassador gave a number close to 2,700. That death toll has actually been looked at a lot, and right now most estimates put it between 2,700 and 3,400. We may never know the number of people that were killed in those protests. But when people compare the protests happening now to what happened in 1989, understand that this is not a casual comparison. Also, when people protest at all in China, remember that dissent of any kind is quickly quieted by the government. A lot of protesters are first-time protesters, and what they're doing is incredibly brave. This current round of protests grew after an apartment fire killed 10 people last week. It's widely believed that residents couldn't leave the building even as it was on fire because of COVID restrictions. Protesters on the street are now calling for the resignation of Xi and the end of the Communist Party. And what they're doing carries a lot of risk. The protests alone could be seen as sedition and punishable by prison time. On the streets, dozens of protesters have already been taken away in vans and buses with the government scrubbing the internet of video of the protests. This is an evolving story that we all need to be paying attention to. When we know more, we'll know more. Okay, still got that passport? Great. To Iran we go. This one's also a serious story. Plain sounds aside, how dare you. 
In Iran, protests continue over first the death of Masa Amini and then the continued execution of protesters. So yesterday I talked about what's happening in Qatar as it relates to the LGBTQ community. But remember that this World Cup, or Cup as many serious journalists refer to it as, is the first one that's ever been played in the Middle East. Also, remember what I said yesterday. Sports are inherently political. They just are. So here's what's happening in Iran. Uh, The families of Iran's World Cup team have been threatened with imprisonment and torture if the players fail to behave in the upcoming match against the United States. Why? Because when the Iranian team played England last week, they refused to sing the national anthem in solidarity with the protesters. While the team is in Qatar for the World Cup, players on the Iranian team are not allowed to mingle outside of their squad. And there are Iranian security guards there to make sure that everybody stays in line. If you're not watching the World Cup, a great way to think about it in terms of like business and also the way that the players mingle would be something like the Olympics. We've got players coming from all over the world to this one place. So a ton of money is coming into this country. Also, players are meeting each other or they are friends, have known each other for a while. They came up together in different leagues, different teams from all over the world. Co-mingling happens all the time. But this Iranian team is not allowed to do any of that. Now, here in the States, the United States Soccer Federation briefly changed, I mean, briefly, one time, changed the Iranian flag on social media by removing the emblem of the Islamic Republic in support of the protesters. To which, Iran state media now says that the United States should be kicked out of the World Cup. Such is where things stand in regards to the World Cup and the protests. However, in Iran, as these women-led protests continue, the United Nations Human Rights Council has voted in favor of an investigation into their deadly crackdown. Now, official numbers are hard to get, but according to the Human Rights Activist News Agency, at least 481 protesters have been killed, with 18,170 others detained. All right, still got that password out? Great. One last trip to Florida. See, that joke is funny because of how Florida is in this country. Like, we, we have to own that. Florida is, is here. Anyway, because those two stories were very serious, let's end on this. A woman in Florida is suing Velveeta Cheese because their single-serving cup of microwavable mac and cheese says it'll be ready in three and a half minutes, But that is just how long it takes to microwave. The whole process takes longer. And she didn't say how much longer it takes. But let me tell you, I'm not ashamed. I've made them before. Not like recently, but not that. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, not unrecently. Anyway, the point is, it's like a minute, maybe more. But um, the suit is for $5 million in damages and will cover customers in 10 states who bought the mac and cheese. And that's it. That's the news. Well, uh, that's not all the news. That's some of the news. There will be more news tomorrow. I'm proud of protesters in China and Iran. They are risking everything in service of a better tomorrow. Talking about them is the least we can do, but it's important and we can't stop. I'm proud of lemon cream pies. It's also lemon cream pie day, and I think that's nice. I love a lemon cream pie. But more than that, more than a perfectly tart lemon cream pie with some cool whipped cream on top. I'm proud of you.